Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing that is available in our midst this morning. We thank you that your word is blessed to bless us and we'll never leave this place the same as we came. Amen. Amen. Leviticus 27 verse 30. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land, of the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. Please take your seat. Our vision this month is to explore what is in the covenant for us and then also to find out keys that will make us walk in the blessings of the covenant. Mostly we know what God has promised, but we do not know how to take delivery of what he has promised. And uh, a lot of the time when we talk about covenant, we seem to really put all the weight on what God can do and wants to do rather than also, our portion of the covenant keys we need to use to unlock those covenant blessings. So, in this month, we are going to look at some of the things we need to do as covenant children of God to receive the covenant blessings. Praise the Lord. And this morning, we are considering the covenant of Titan. The scripture we just read has to do with the law. And here, Moses is speaking to the people and he says that, and all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. So here we see clearly that tithe does not belong to man. Tithe belongs to God, and because it belongs to God, it is holy. That word holy there means that it is sanctified for the use of God. It is sacred. It also means it is dedicated unto God. It also means it is devoted only for the use of the Lord. Is somebody here with me? So tithe is something that is sanctified and holy unto God. All the tithe of the land, whether it's of the tree or of the fruit of the seed of the land, whatever it is, anything called tithe is unto God, is the Lord's. So man does not own the tithe. I sometimes find it difficult when we come to grumble or fight with something that belongs to God. The whole argument about tithe would possibly make sense if it was something we were giving to man. And then we said that maybe the law is over and done with, so man must not receive it again then it will be nice. But this is something that we are giving to who? <clears throat> we are giving to God. So, even if this was dictated by the law, that it should be given to God, it shouldn't be difficult for us to give to God anything at all. And uh, the joyful thing is that this thing is not dictated by the law. 
what we are reading here is seen showing us how the law is commanding them to bring it. But I'm going to give you some few facts about the tithe. Since we are talking about the covenant of tithing. Praise the Lord. So number one. The tithe was commanded by the prophet of the last book of the Old Testament. The tithe was commanded. So we are, this one we are doing Old Testament. It was commanded by the prophet of the last book of the Old Testament. Malachi 3, 9, and 10. So this is the last book. And it was written by a prophet in the Old Testament. Ye are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Verse 10 says, Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be what meat in my house. And prove me now, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be what? Room enough to receive it. So here we see that the tithe was commanded by the prophet of the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi. This prophet is important because he is part of the prophetic college that is closing the chapter on the Old Testament. Possibly the last of them all will be John the Baptist. But he is the last documented in the Old Testament who is saying that even as we are crossing into the New Testament, God says, bring ye the tithe. Praise the Lord. Is it powerful already? Number two, the tithe, so I'm doing from back of the Old Testament to the front. That Number two, that I'm giving tithe, fact about the tithe. The tithe was also commanded by the law of Moses. Somebody say the law of Moses. And that's where we have read in Leviticus 27 verse 30 that all the tithe of the land whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. So, if a man will at all redeem out of his tithe, he shall add thereto the fifth part thereof. So, this is the command under the law of Moses. And, uh, praise the Lord. Under the law of Moses, and let me say that, see, the whole Old Testament was not governed by the law of Moses. Because Moses is not the senior most in the Old Testament. Moses is the descendant of Levi. Levi is a son of Jacob. Jacob is a son of Isaac. So you can see that all these people are older than Moses, two of us. But Moses was born in Egypt. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Was born in Egypt when Joseph had gone to be a prime minister. And then was born in Egypt, grew in Egypt. Abraham thems have been living. But when Moses was sent under the priesthood of Aaron and the Levite, a law was given that you people should pay tithe. But it was not just the law saying it. The, Lord was, the law was commanding what they should pay, what they should give. So under the law, the tithe was in certain things. A, B, C, D, E, F, so, so, and so. Praise the Lord. And so the law, the Bible says, was like a schoolmaster. It was to help them uphold righteousness. So it was to put them in a particular framework so that they could escape judgment and then receive the blessing of the Lord. Are we on the same page? 
So the Lord, the Lord commanded it. And then also, number three, the tithe existed long before the law of Moses. The tithe existed long before the law of Moses. At this point, we begin to make a transition into the new covenant. In Genesis 14, verse 18 to 20, if you look into your Bible, you will see that Abraham, the father of faith, is paying tithe. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. 20, and blessed be the Most High God, which has what? Delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him what? Tithe of all. So Abraham paid tithe when Moses had not been born. And John is very clear that the law was given under Moses. And Abraham is, if, if we take it from Moses coming under Levi, Levi is born by Jacob. Jacob is born by Isaac. Then Isaac is born by Abraham. Where was the law when Abraham was paying tithe? No show, nowhere. So you see the relevance of the tithe. The timelessness, the agelessness, the changelessness of this covenant called tithing. Because it was practiced long before the law. And even though the law came to command for its adherence, and the prophet Malachi also spoke about we paying the tithe as covenant children, it is neither the prophet Malachi nor Moses, who is like the macho for the law, who are commanding us to pay the tithe. Because a man that God had the most notable covenant with to start our faith, Abraham is a father of faith. He paid tithe and his righteousness was accounted as faith. Praise the Lord. It's act. So it is very clear that this is over 400 years before Moses or the law came. Tithe was being practiced. And Abraham practiced it out of spiritual intelligence. I believe it was due to his fellowship with God that God began to show him. We will discuss that. How to go about things. Are you blessed already? Is it clear? Are we on the same page? So when you go and someone is telling you tithe is under the law, we don't need to practice the tithe again, this small, three small points should help you to be stable in your mind and in your faith. There's a lot of ignorance out there. We don't blame them for their ignorance because they don't have a pastor like me teaching you the right thing. Hey, it's powerful. <laughs> right. So what is the tithe? What is the tithe? I'm going to tell you a couple of things about the tithe. Praise the Lord. What's the tithe? Number one, it is the recognition of God's ownership of all things. The tithe is that you recognize that God owns everything. Number two, it is the practical manifestation of the fact that God is first in your existence. 
the practical manifestation of the fact that God is first in your existence. When you give the tithe, you are saying that God is first in my life. It is also the recognition of God as the secret of man's success. When you give the tithe, you are recognizing God as the only secret to your success, accomplishments, or achievement on earth. Praise the Lord. And you can put Act 1728 there. Again, the tithe is a confirmation that the spirit of money called mammon is not in charge of your life. It is a confirmation that you have conquered the spirit of mammon. You have mastery over the spirit of mammon. That you don't love money. And money has not taken over you. The tithe, when you pay the tithe, is also a proof of your obedience to God's instruction. The tithe is a proof of your obedience to God's word instructions. How many have I given you? Five. Number six. The tithe is God's seed in man's harvest. The tithe is God's seed in man's harvest. In other words, write this one. I think this is clearer. The tithe, the same point. I'm just elucidating it for you. It is God's portion in man's possession. I'm throwing light. The tithe is God's portion in man's possession. And we want to dwell on this particular point, number six. God's portion or seed in man's harvest or possession. The tithe simply means 10%. One out of 10. 10 out of 100 belongs to God and is the tithe of all. So 10% of everything in man's hands belongs to God. Praise the Lord. So anytime God gives you something, you see that you can divide it into 10 portions. And the very first portion of the 10 portions belongs to God. God's place is not the second 10 or the middle 10 or the last 10 or any other 10. God's place among the portions of ten is the very first spot. That is why in the beginning, God, Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, what? God. In the beginning, what? I can't hear you at all. In the beginning, what? In the beginning, who is there? John also says that nothing was made except that which was made by God. No man started anything. And in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. I'm just showing you that nobody should take the place of the beginning except God. Praise the Lord. Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of man. The kingdom of what? Say God belongs to the first spot. So in very strict terms, whenever you are to honor God with the tithe, we are talking about the very first ten. 
The very first what? Out of the hundred. And we will discuss the implications of that. So, God has given us a harvest, which is his harvest. There is nothing that we have that was not given to us by God. It's a scripture. He's giving the hundred to us. And then he says that out of the hundred, ten is his. He could have taken it from source, like how government takes it from source. Because government doesn't trust you. And government doesn't bless you. And government cannot even test you. But God, even in your unfaithfulness, still finds a way to trust you, to test you, to hand over everything into your hands. Am I speaking to somebody? And the reason why the government does not trust you to bring the tax yourself is because without the tax, government cannot survive. But... God will survive without your tithe. So God does not need the tithe from you, even though it is his. Because God was alive and living and in existence before he created man. And so he can never have need of man to survive. Because he was already in existence before man came. Hey. And he says 10% is mine. God is not a government. <laughs> so he will survive. God will move with or without us. But as you will learn in the course of this preaching that when you pay the tithe, you bless yourself. You do what? Let's make the preaching interactive. When you pay the tithe, you do what? <clears throat> Say the tithe is for my blessing. It's not to help God at all. So, is it a problem that God has given you 100 and he says 10 is mine and then you take the 90? Who has more? Is it no man? So what is the problem? <clears throat> you have more. And it's still a problem to pay. When you have more, something is wrong somewhere. Praise the Lord. This is why the Bible calls it robbery. Because not giving the tithe means you have stolen from God. Because we have learned that the tithe of all belongs to God. So you can never be called a robber for taking that which is yours. But if you take and use that which is yours without permission, you are a robber. That's why Malachi says, you rob me. You rob me of the tithe. Because it's not yours. Tell somebody the tithe is not yours. <clears throat> Am I taking my time? And see, the problem with Adam is that I have given you all the garden. Eat everything. But there is a particular portion of the garden. It's a very small tree. In the midst of the garden. And in the center does not belong to man. You understand? God is the center stage of life. God is the center stage of the church. God is at the center of everything. Eat everything around. Don't touch the core. Don't touch the fruit in the midst. That one is reserved for God. So to say that in every system, there are things that are spendable by men 
and there are things that are reserved for God. And the ones that are reserved for the use of God only must not be spent by men. And God has not been greedy, even though he owns everything. He has given us a greater portion of everything that he owns because God doesn't eat. We need to eat to survive. And we need to eat plenty. Hey. And he's giving us eat, 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 eat everything. Eat cow, eat, eat lion, eat this, eat that, eat that, grass cutter, eat that. Those of you who chew cut, eat. Banchi is there, eat. Plantain is there, eat. Everything, anything, anything, eat. But the one in the middle, don't touch it. Tell somebody the tithe is untouchable. When Adam touched what he was not supposed to touch, when Adam ate what he was not supposed to eat because it was reserved for God, what happened? He lost all that was given to him. He lost the garden itself by eating that small portion that he was not supposed to eat. He lost it. God said, get out of the garden. I gave it to you for your sustenance, but get out because you touched what you were not supposed to touch. So when you eat the tithe, you lose the blessing. You lose the greater provision. You forfeit it. And it is aggressively taken away from you. Like the way God took away from Adam. He took him out of the place of the blessing. Let me not only say he took the garden away from him. He took him also out. So some, some people when they eat the tide, they don't understand this dimension. That not only is the provision of the blessing being taken away from you like the garden. But you are also taken away from the place of the blessing. So you can be working and there is no blessing there for you. You are physically there but you are spiritually out. And the blessing, that's why people earn so much and they still borrow so much. Because it says you will earn money and put it in pocket full of what? Holes. You are burning your energy. Ask somebody, are you looking at my face? Someone say, I'm a covenant child. I'm not double-minded. I know what I want. And I cannot be confused by anything. I need a blessing. I want a blessing. Yes. <laughs> it's powerful. In some few minutes, we'll finish this matter. Can you see that God is bigger than man? Is that clear? And do you see that in the realm of the 100%, God who is bigger gives man the bigger portion? 90%. According to his size, he gives. And man who is smaller gives 10%. Small according to his size, to God. What is the contrast here? God being bigger and giving you big does not reduce him. It doesn't, reduce, it doesn't make him poor, giving you all he has, giving you more than you. And man, being small, giving God small, doesn't reduce the man. It actually makes you assume the realm of God. It's a connection. It's a what? It's a connection. We can never pull God down to our level. 
Giving the tithe will elevate us to his level. With our small. That keeping the small makes you smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and diminutive. Like a midget in the affairs of men. If you are a child of God, you must know how the covenant operates. That keeping the small will make you smaller. Because the big God has given you much. And it has not affected him in any way. I'm saying all this to make the point that the tithe doesn't help God. It helps you. Is it clear for us? Ask somebody, why is it difficult for you to pay the tithe? Please don't be afraid of anybody here. This church, we are free in Christ. Ask the people by your left and your right that knowing this, do you think it is wise not to pay the tithe? Just ask them. And ask them, where is your wisdom? All the school you have attended, is it difficult for you to see this? <laughs> Praise the Lord. What is the power of the tithe? When I honor God with the tithe, what's the power? What do I gain? What do I receive? Are you there? Number one. It is there. scriptural converter of spiritual promises to material blessings. There are scriptural spiritual promises. And when you give the tithe, it converts the promises in the scriptures, which are spiritual to material blessings. Isn't it a blessing? Number two. It is the scriptural converter or connector. Let me use the word connect. Scriptural connector to the economy of heaven. God's economy. When you give the tithe, you are Connecting supernaturally to the economy of God. <clears throat> number four, number three, right? <clears throat> the tithe, the power of the tithe, is that the tithe is a key in scripture that opens the heavens over the lives of covenant people. Jesus said, In my father's house, there are many mansions. But not everybody will be able to open the mansions because you need a key. So it is a key in scripture that opens the heavens. It opens where? Over covenant people. So non-covenant people can choose not to practice. No problem. But for you, the covenant child, one of the keys that opens the heavens over you is your tithing. Is it powerful? Tell somebody, don't joke with the tithe. Number four, it is your spiritual, comprehensive insurance policy as a covenant child. It is our spiritual, comprehensive insurance policy as covenant children of God. I hope you know what comprehensive insurance is. When you buy a car and you are doing comprehensive insurance, what's the percentage? 10%? 10%? Most likely. So, basically, you pay 
of the cost of the car, say, to insure the car comprehensively that in the case of accident or damage, the car can be paid back to you or can be given back to you. It's nice. Isn't it not nice? If you don't have a tithe on ground, there is something called the devourer. It causes accidents, wastage. You see, I will stop the devourer from wasting you. So that one of the works of the devourer is to waste, is to devour. Do you understand? As for tithe, we pay it either willingly or unwillingly, consciously or unconscious. Either you give it to God or devil takes it. You have to make a choice. I'm, and if I have something and I have control over the something, I would rather be a rational being who would consciously make a decision on who to give it to than to allow it to be taken away from me. Whether I like it or not, I, I can't, that's why we are in a democracy. I can't live in an autocracy. So that I can determine who rules over me. And uh, not paying the tithe allows the devourer to run around. I'm just showing you some small points. Number what? Five. It is the spiritual stamp or seal of a blessed and enviable existence. When you pay the tithe, you become the envy of your society. You live an enviable life. This is Isaac in Genesis 26. Number six. The tithe, when you pay the tithe, we're talking about the power of the tithe. It is the covenant practice for supernatural prosperity. Or it is the tithe is the covenant practice for supernatural wealth and abundance. And let's take some few minutes to go into this. This point number six. Covenant practice. Everybody say covenant practice. For supernatural wealth. And abundance. Now how many of you want wealth and abundance in your life? Yeah. Genesis 24 verse 34 to 35. We see a man there. His name is called Abraham. And the Bible says that, and he said, I am Abraham's servant. This is Abraham's servant who has been sent to go and marry for Isaac. And the Lord has blessed my master greatly. And he is become great. And he has given him flocks. God has given him what? Flocks. And he has given him herds. And then he's giving him what? Silver. And he's giving him what else again? Gold. And what again? Man servants. And what? Made servants. And what again? Camels. And what? Asses. Say Abraham is a wealthy man. It's a man of abundance. Timber and caliber. That's Abraham. How many of you want to walk in this Abrahamic blessing? This is Abraham. And this is the man God chose to start our faith. With a covenant. So there are many people who desire for the Abrahamic blessing. But... They do not practice the Abrahamic order of obedience. 
And the tithe is one of the strongest and cardinal principles in the Abrahamic order of obedience. So, if you want Abraham's blessings, you need to do what Abraham did and practice what he practiced. What did he practice? Genesis 14. And we read from verse 18 to 20. Watch Abraham. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High. And he blessed him. He blessed who? Abraham. And said, blessed be who? Put your name there. Blessed be who? Francis. Say blessed. Not blessed. Blessed. Blessed be what? Abraham. Of the Most High God. Possessor. Of heaven and earth. Now watch that. Melchizedek blessing Abraham. Makes Abraham not just an ordinary man. But he attains to the status. Where he like God. Has also become a possessor. Of heaven and earth. Partaker. Of the divine nature of the God blessing him. The blessing makes you a possessor of whatever is in heaven. And whatever is also here on earth. The blessing. And let's read more. So when Melchizedek the priest blessed him. Then verse number 20 and he said. And blessed be the most high God. Which has delivered thine enemies into thine hand. And in return, Abraham said, This covenant of blessing does not proceed only from God. There is something to do. And by spiritual intelligence, because there was no book he read. There was no man who taught him. There was no law to govern his actions. He gave him tithes of all. Said, this is my portion to unlock the scriptural, spiritual promises to make them material blessings. Is it powerful? The priest can bless you. God can say, I have blessed any, of course, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, you see God talking to Abraham, come out from your house. The Lord said to him, get thee out of thy house and of your country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Let's read, let's read. And I will make of thee a great nation. Tell somebody, God is promising him things. And I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be what? A blessing. Verse number three. And I will bless them that bless thee. And curse him that curseth thee. And in thee all the, shall all the families of the earth be what? Blessed. Now tell somebody God is blessing Abraham. So Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken unto him. And Lot went with him. And Abraham was 70, 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haran. Now if a 75 year old man by spiritual revelation, unlock the potentials in a tithe that he became so wealthy when he started life at 75, living in his parent's house. Leave your father's house. That means he was living there with his wife. And he started life at 75. That is, he was a struggle man, struggler, hustling for 75 years until God said, leave with a promise. And I believe by his relationship and face-to-face -face encounters with God, 
God one day told him that, Abraham, all these promises that I have put on you, one way to make them material is to give me the tithe, 10% of everything that I have promised you. And you will see the miracle everywhere. Somebody says spiritual intelligence. He says, God said that all these things that I have said, if you want to see them, give me the tithe and you will see them. Abraham said, no problem. At all, at all. Because even me, where I'm coming from, the promises were curses. So to bless me heavily, and all you require is 10%, God's portion in man's possession. To take delivery of all these promises, I mean, I'm game. I'm a covenant guy. Because to live idol worship and find it difficult to give 10% means I'm a fool. Because I live in idol worship, idol covenant, is a stronger thing than to give 10%. Hello? To leave Satan and find it difficult to give God 10 is not wisdom. Now you would have stayed with Satan to bless you now. But if you want to take delivery of God's blessings, God's portion of the ten must not be withheld. Is it powerful? No, are we on the same page? I think if I preach it like this, it's not difficult to understand. God's portion in my possession. So, by spiritual intelligence, and if you're a covenant child, you need spiritual intelligence. You see, we have the Bible to read from their stories. We have books, we have people's stories. They didn't have. When Abraham was called, no Christian was around. So, he didn't have examples to look up to. But Bible says in Isaiah, I think, it says, I called Abraham and Sarah alone for example for you. Follow them. So we have example to follow. They didn't have an example. So it really had to be by light, by insight, by revelation, which is not normal operation. That's why normal people find it difficult with the tithe. Because it has to be spiritually discerned. And the normal mind cannot understand it. They cannot even understand why your prosperity is in 10 and not in the 90. But I'm even telling you right now that even for naturally rich people, eh, their, their prosperity has come from their small, small savings. Small. It is always there. And, and the reason why many people are poor is because they don't see that saving 10% can ever make you rich. They're paying. They don't understand. That's why people say, no, no. They always eat it. And eating it has made them poor. Naturally, if any one of you, if you save 10%, you will not be bad. After 10 years, you will not be bad. But it looks so insignificant and, and, and unimpactful in your, at, a, at a straight glance. How, how will it even be? And ignoring it is the reason why you are always borrowing. So that it's the same way. The tithe has become like a mystery to people. But that is God's portion in man's possessions. Tithe of all. 10%. So Abraham gave it and God said, now you can take delivery of the blessings. May you never miss it in Jesus' name. How do you pay the tithe well? Number one. Tithe with a God first mentality. 
tight with what? A God first mentality. That is to say that the first portion of the ten portions, the very first place belongs to God. Now, tighten with the God's, God's first, God first mentality means that anything that comes into your hand, the first thing that comes to mind is to separate God's portion and pay it immediately or set it aside before any kind of spending. So don't put God last. If you get your salary, God first mentality means that first thing that must come into your mind is where's the tithe? Before you even send school fees or send any mobile money or this, set God's own aside. Praise the Lord. Set it aside. Number two, pay the tithe of all. Second Chronicles. 31 verse 5. And we have learned in Leviticus 27 verse 30. In 2 Chronicles, and as soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel brought in abundance the first fruit of corn, wine and oil and honey, and all the increase of the field, and the tithe of all things brought they in, brought they in abundantly. So pay the tithe of all. Anything God gives you as income, an addition, bring the tithe of all your increase. Pay tithe. Some people only pay from their salary. And it's not a blessing. Somebody dashes me money, I pay tithe. Some of the things that I'm even giving, I'm able to convert the market value. And pay tithe on them. Praise the Lord. Tithe of all. So you see that in the church, some people, their tithe is 200 Ghana, 200 Ghana, 200, or 500 Ghana every month. You are not serious. You are a straight line. In medical terms, eh, when you are on a monitor and your waves are straight, you are dying. You are what? Your waves, dear, it must be like this. And if you are very serious, it should be like this. Every time, 500 Ghana, 1,000 Ghana. Meanwhile, God is giving you more from other sources aside your salary. And you must pay the tithe of all. You see, give me that Leviticus 27 verse 30. It says something profound there. And all the tithe of the land. Of what? And then it's now differentiated. Whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree is the Lord. So God recognizes that there will not be one channel of income or one channel of receiving. Hey. When I, my wife, when I give her money, she pays tight. Out of the because I just say this money is for you. It's not for eating in the house. It's for you for your pocket. And she say, okay, this is the tithe. Sometimes she gives it to me. Uh, you know, go and pay. You know, all you are doing is my salary. But the money your husband gave you for shopping, you don't pay tithe. You receive salary, then you go and do some locum somewhere or consultancy somewhere, and you get paid. Where is the tithe? Tight of all. Praise the Lord. 
You sing powerfully. Somebody gives you a Pentecostal handshake, 500 Ghana. And time time now. Where you tight? Something more than gold. It's powerful. And in paying tithe of all, Abraham paid personal tithe and he also paid corporate tithe. He went into war, came out of the spoils of the war. He took 10% and gave it to the priest. This is God's portion. The rest, corporate tithe. As a pastor, I pay tithe. Praise the Lord. If I had companies running for me, I would pay tithe on the profit of the company every month. This church, we pay corporate tithe every month. The church as a whole. Yeah, this is our revenue for the man. And we pay it on the gross. On the what? We just take. It is part of our SL calculation. It will strike it automatically so that no man can influence it. And it strikes it in cities and in any other currency that came. And we are not even interested in converting it. We just pay it as in the currency that came. As it is. No wonder we cannot beg any man for anything. Praise the Lord. If you pay personal tithe, the heavens will open upon you personally. And if you pay tithe for your company, the heavens will open over that company as well. Praise the Lord. Is it a deep intelligence spiritually? Is it a powerful one? This is very powerful. If you keep doing what is normal, you receive the normal. The covenant is a higher way of living. It's powerful. So Abraham was so blessed. He's saying Abraham's blessings are mine. They are mine. No, you need this order of obedience. Praise the Lord. The tithe is to be brought into the storehouse. Raw. Malachi 3.10. Bring the tithe to the storehouse. Bring it. Bring what? Somebody will say, can I use the tithe to buy a bus for the church? No. Bring what? The tithe. Don't buy anything for the church with the tithe. Bring the tithe. If you want to buy anything for the church, buy it from your 90 and others. Don't say, oh, I've seen that the church needs a bus. So I'm using my tithe to buy. No. You don't get to choose what the tithe is used for. It is the priest who have been mandated to make decisions on how the tithe should be spent. So you say, oh, I've, I've used my tithe to pay for 100 bags of cement. So that we use it to do what? Brush our teeth. Because you, when you wanted to build your house, you started storing cement. So I'm, I'm, I'm using my style to help you people. I, I want to start storing cement for you. And it is your tithe? No. Number four. Pay the tithe faithfully and tirelessly. Pay it what? Faithfully and what? Tirelessly. Don't break the cycle of the tithe. Some people pay January, February, March, April, May, June. They eat to July because pressure mounted and they continue in August. See, you have broken the cycle. And once the cycle is not holding, the blessings cannot flow. Blessing they do happen. I won't say, quiet them now, talk from them. Like that. Faithfully and tirelessly. That is why understanding that paying the tithe with the God first approach is important. You take it no matter what. And let me even 
interject here and put it in something. For those of us who are in corporate world, and we have taken loans from our office and all of that, and now maybe you were paid 7000 but now you really take home 1005 because loans are taken, 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 and so your net has shrunk to 1005 You don't pay tithe on the 1005 because that building you bought with a loan is still your building. You have, you have spent somewhere, somehow. And don't come and, you see, play tricks. As if you know calculations more than God. He knows what he gave you. And if you keep paying tight from, tight from that 1,005, God will find a way to reduce you from a 7,000 salary job to a 1,005 job so that it will be your real level because that's what you are saying is your level. No, you have a chance to determine what your level is. You pay, no matter how the deductions are, all of you here, there's one thing, even if you don't understand mathematics, I know you understand gross and net. For that one, oh, even the person who had F in maths, I know understands it. That this is my gross. And if you are really serious, and you pay tithe on your gross. And then finally, pay the tithe in your spiritual place where you receive meat. So, you have to pay your tithe in your church where you receive your meat on a regular basis. So, don't take the tithe and say, oh, I send my tithe to Benin Ministries. I send my tithe to Joseph Prince Ministries. But is that your local church? Pay, you have to know what your, who your pastor is and what your church is. Bring the tithe to the storehouse. Your storehouse. Don't, don't, I am your pastor. This is your church. Pay your tithe here. Praise the Lord. Recently, somebody called me. I mean, I, I father her. She's in a top job in the UK. She's paid very well. I know how much she's paid. And she said, Daddy, can I bring my tithe to the keeper's house? I said, no. I said, what is your church in that UK? And then he mentioned um, a particular church. I said, yeah, since that is your local church, send your tithe there. And you can send us offerings. And that tithe we are talking about. If they give it to you, you will share testimony. Praise the Lord. I heard a story told by a great man of God. He said when the church was about one year or two years, they were few and they used to fast and pray. Like every time the fasting and prayer is with like some brothers and sisters, you know, go and hide somewhere and pray. And one of the sisters um, got a major breakthrough after praying with her. So at that time, you know, in their country, she got a breakthrough of about 7 million naira. And in, in today, this church is like almost 30 years. So you can imagine what seven, one million naira is about 10,000 Ghana. So seven million is about 70,000. Now go back to 25 years and see the value of that money. The sister said the church is too small to receive the tithe of that money. The money is bigger, and the tithe is too big for that small church to receive. So she didn't leave the church, but she called somebody and divided the tithe and sent a greater portion of it through a brother to a bigger ministry. <laughs> 
And the brother who was sent chopped the tight. That's he said. I said, I'm the first line of the devourer. So the tide will not even reach where it's going. So the devourer has started its work now. And I think that brother was very spiritual. There are many people in church who have funny, funny ideas. If this anointing in this house can compel the miracle to happen, then the container of this house can receive the tithe. Be blessed this morning. You will see prosperity in Jesus' name. As you honor God with the tithe, you will have kingdom, supernatural wealth and abundance to the glory of God. If your amen is louder, I see you sharing your testimony. Give the Lord a big clap of praise. Honor him. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, 9.30 a.m. for the second service and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service. And on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.